All right, let's get let's get started at the eight minute mark. That's okay. Okay. All right. All right. Then intro and everything. Yep, I got it. All right. Welcome to Creating Madness, another new episode of fun college basketball topics. Ben Hoyt here with Ethan Carboni. Uh, we have a special guest tonight. We'll introduce him in a minute, but uh, my co-host, Ethan, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you, Ben? Good. We have a special guest, my my first interview for Creating Madness uh, with uh, Ethan here, uh, Connor Enright. He's a Drake commit from Illinois. Connor, how are you doing tonight? Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, e- Ethan, if you want to get him started with some questions about uh, some Illinois high school basketball, I will uh, follow up with some questions about recruiting. Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, obviously, last season it sucks that the season ended early, but how far do you think you guys made it? I believe Stevenson was about to play you guys for a third time that year. Yeah. How do you think you guys would have handled them? Uh, I think we would have beat him. I mean, uh, Stevenson's a good team, but, you know, each time we played them, we got better. I thought we should have won the second time. And I think it's just hard to beat a really good team three times and the momentum we had. And, man, I just think we would have beat Stevenson. And Evanston would have been a good game, too. I actually think we would have gone uh, downstate. And I don't know where we would have finished, but in that top four, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I know I'm probably going to give you a little bit of crap on this about that Trey Baker foul. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that one, but. I mean, it's a part of the game. Refs got to call it, but I hit the shot right before that, and I thought I had a game winner for sure. Uh, as a Stevenson fan, I'm not going to complain about the foul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I would be very pissed off if it was against Stevenson. Yeah, I mean, just end of the game. I mean, it, it wasn't, like, clear, so I just really thought, like, you, you can't decide a game on a, a maybe foul. It's just that's what got me mad, but. I mean, he still had to hit the free throws, and he hit them. So, I mean, props to Evan, but that'll always piss me off a little bit. <laughs> I mean, this year you guys are ranked number three in Illinois. So, what do you have to say for that? Uh, I mean, I think it's a fair ranking. I mean, I know last year we lost uh, four games, and um, so I we're, I think we're playing maybe uh, – I know we're playing Notre Dame for sure and Evanston maybe. So, I mean, we got a chance to prove ourselves to be number one, but – I'm, I'm, I don't really care about the rankings, but it's definitely nice to be noticed when one line was uh, at the bottom of the totem pole for a while before I got there and Scotty and our rest yeah. of our class. You guys definitely had a big impact. Uh, I've heard some rumors that you guys might be playing Simeon, uh, Derek Rose's old high school. Do you know anything about that? Uh, I do not. I mean, we were going to. our uh, during If we had a no COVID, our normal schedule was going to be packed, like, tons of good teams but i don't know if we're allowed to play simian if it's too far or not you guys are i looked it up but i'm in like broadcasting for students okay. and i might actually be broadcasting the students in one game so hmm, i should talk to my coach about that i mean i'd love to play simian i mean it'd be a it'd be a great game but uh as of right now i don't i don't think it's on the schedule but we got a couple open spots that we could definitely fill with good games yeah, definitely. I uh, just wanted to ask you a little question about recruiting. I, I know I'm not really the biggest into Illinois high school state basketball since I'm here in Philadelphia. But uh, my biggest question for you is, how is your recruiting process? I mean, going through like being friends with a bunch of high school athletes, it can be taxing and tolling. I mean, how is it for you? Uh, it was it was pretty interesting. I mean, uh, my sophomore, no, 
Yeah, beginning before my sophomore year, I got my first offer from Drake after playing on the uh, Under Armour circuit with Wolves at 15U. And I didn't expect, like, anything that year. I was like, I was just like, it was my first year. I didn't think guys offered that early. And when I got that offer, it surprised me. And then from there, it was just like I had a really good junior or sophomore year in high school and junior year of AAU. And I had a bunch of schools talking to me, but never really got offered uh, besides the four that I had. So, I mean, it was – it was, it was stressful from time to time. A lot of guys to talk to. It was exciting when, like, a big school called you or whatever. But I just took it all into, you know, account. And I saw what I liked in Drake. And I didn't want to wait or try and get a, I guess, bigger, better offer from a high major when I think I could fit at a mid-major. And Drake's clearly doing pretty well this season. Yeah. And uh, you sort of answered my question, but I, I, I definitely want to uh, still ask it. What what made Drake stand out more than some of these other schools that may have made an offer? Uh, I definitely think that just like the re they stepped on me like from the beginning, you know, they like I was some skinny 150 pound six foot white kid and they thought I was a division one player. So, I mean, that definitely um, was uh, enticing that they believed in me. And then I love the coaching staff. The way they play is, like, just right to my game. Defense, intense, sharing the ball. So I just thought the culture and the way they played was awesome. So I wanted to go there for sure. Is it more scary that you're going to go out of state, or are you excited for the new challenge to go out of state to Iowa? Uh, I'm excited. I mean, I definitely think it would be cool to go to a new school, bigger school, a bunch of new teammates and friends and coaches. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And my one uh, question is that uh, so a lot of freshmen don't play right away. Uh, if, if it's needed, would you be able to fill the bench role or would you want to play right away? Uh, I, I mean, on my Wolves team, I was sixth, seventh man off the bench. I played a lot still. So coming off the bench is perfectly fine with me. I just know at the college level, everyone's D1. So I got to earn my minutes in practice and stuff. And you know, if, if I don't play my freshman year, I'm fine with that. I'll cheer on my teammates, get better in practice. But uh, I'm definitely going to try and gun for some minutes, obviously. Yeah, and my final question is that we've seen Drake really ball out this year, having a very impressive year for a mid-major team. Do you think by the end of your college career you can make an impact and maybe even take Drake a step further? Uh, I, I really do, yeah. I believe so. I mean – my uh, the other kid in my class coming in with me, Tucker DeVries, he's um four star. He had a bunch of high majors off high major offers, and he wanted to go play for his dad. And I think us together, and then the guys around us. I mean, I think we could really do what Drake's doing this year, the next four years. I mean, we could be really good. Yeah, well, I I want to thank you for your time again. This was uh a very impress uh, very fun interview. Connor Enright, a Drake commit out of Illinois. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. If you want, you can stick around, but I uh, we definitely want to respect your time. Yep. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I appreciate it. No problem, Connor. Thank you. I can't wait to play you guys. I know it's going to be a very chippy game, so that's going to be very Yeah, fun. yeah. I'm excited for that, too. I wish we were playing you guys twice, though. It's just one. Hey, you know you guys are probably going to kill us this year. We lost all of our Yeah, we, we got to get a win, though. I've only had one win against Stevenson my whole career. That's more than a lot of stuff. Yeah, that is, say. that is very true. All right, see you guys. See you, Connor. Thank you so much, Connor. Well, that was a very exciting interview. Uh, what, 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 were, what were the key points you took out of that interview, Ethan? Honestly, that Connor's he's already a force in the high school level, and even though he's unranked, he's – like honestly most of the Drake players 
he's going to be an absolute force in college. I cannot wait to watch him. Yeah, I was fascinated on how mature he was. I wanted to set up the question of, like, a lot of freshmen want to play right now, like, uh, uh, these days. Like, they want to make an impact right now. But seeing how he was sixth or seventh at the AAU level and he doesn't mind taking a bench role, that really impresses me. And I can see why Drake really gave him an offer because of, uh, one, his ability, and two, his patience and his love of the game. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on to our normal stuff. Uh, Let's go to the net ranking, shall we? All right, let's let's go down to the bottom, like I always like to do. Let's see if nothing uh, nothing changed. That's correct. Nothing changed. Uh, the at least the top uh, up to three thirty uh, three forty. It did not change. Uh, Delaware State, Kennesaw State. We got Mississippi Valley at the bottom again. Actually, more than that, we we actually we actually have to go to three twenty nine to see nothing change. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, so man. everyone's pr- pretty much staying where they are. Mississippi Valley State is 0-15. South Carolina State's 0-15. That, that they will probably be at the bottom for the rest of the year. Now let's go to the worst Power 5 ranked school. I found that. It's 230. Mr. Iowa State. Yeah. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. 236. Can't I was going to say, they, they were pretty far down last time. They fell off. They, you know, they fell off by three rankings. They were at 233 before, now they're at 236. Truthfully, this is very interesting. You'd think Kansas State would be able to at least keep up a little bit. Yeah, and what we're looking at with Iowa State is they would have been the worst, but they moved up four spots passing Kansas State. So they are not the worst ranked um, team in the uh, worst Power Five ranked team. Not the worst-ranked team in their conference, surprisingly, as Kansas State's behind them. All right, let's go up to the top 25 and see what we got going on there. Uh, Before you do that, I just want to point out someone that I find very interesting Mm -hmm. this year. You probably know his dad. Do you know who Scotty is? Of course I do. Yeah. Well, his son playing for Vanderbilt in 13 games has averaged 21.7 points Three boards and five and a half assists as a sophomore. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of the Bull, uh, 90s Bulls kids haven't really necessarily worked out in college. I remember Penn had a guy, uh, the son of Fran Kukoc, and he did not work out. That that turned to injuries. I don't know if Michael Jordan's kids worked out, did they? No, yeah, they that's were what I thought. God, they were awful. Oh, my God. I have seen much better playing from Connor Enright. <laughs> to give an example, I think Connor's going to have a better career than any of the 90s Bulls college kids besides maybe Scotty Pippen Jr. at this yeah. point. But I could definitely end up seeing Connor making the league and being like a Fred Van Vliet type of Yeah, player. I remember Fran Kukoc's son just getting injured all the time. And... You mean Tony, Tony Kukoc, Kukoc, yeah, that's him. I was like, what are you talking about, Fran? Uh, uh, yeah, Tony Kukoc. Fran was his son, Fran Kukoc. Yeah. Uh, pardon me. But um, let's go up to the top 25. We got uh, a little change. We got West Virginia at 25, moving back two spots. You got Creighton moving up two spots from the 26 to 24. USC bumping up to 23. Kansas staying at 22. Little flip-flop between Florida and Colorado, Boise State, Oklahoma, Texas, Wisconsin. Colgate is still there. 
They are still there. Now, Colgate's still going Now, strong. taking a look at number 14, we're looking at Loyola Chicago. Now, that was one of my teams in one of my previous episodes saying that they could be an outsider to make the NCAA tournament. Well, they, they sure almost look like a lock now in the top 25. Well, keep in mind, they let's go check out their schedule really quickly here. Loyola Chicago. Would you like to look at their record, like to scroll a bit more? So they're 13-3, and three, I see. Yeah, I believe two of those losses have been right. to Dre, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my bad. They don't, my bad. They play Drake soon. So, but yeah. They, so that's going to be a really big battle. If they split the series, both of those teams fall out of the top 25 net rankings. Yeah. So, let's, okay. let's take a look at uh, 13 through 5. Let's go Tennessee, Ohio State, two MVC teams within the top 20. So you got Loyola Chicago, and then you got Drake at 11. So you got Texas Tech at 10, Alabama at 9. Nothing has changed. Virginia, Iowa, Villanova, Illinois, Houston, Michigan, Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Baylor. Now, Illinois, they got a huge win versus Iowa, and I know uh, Garrett and I were uh, shit-talking you a little bit, but they they proved their dominance. They, They proved that they were a good team. And not just that, it wasn't that Kofi had a great game like I thought he was going to, but it ended up being the senior Trent Frazier went off. I believe he had twenty-one or he had twenty-four points that game. He was really proving that he's a senior leader these past two games, especially against Indiana when AO fouled out. You know the the rest were terrible on both sides. Any Indiana fan or Illinois fan will tell you that. But the Big Ten draft situation needs to be fixed. But we can ignore that. Trent's been amazing. And moving up, Houston, who just lost, is number four. So we're going to be going over that Houston game in a little bit. Yeah, so Houston lost to East Carolina, I believe. And uh, yeah. we, we so- knew a Houston loss could come sooner or later because, uh, again, not, not like a Power 5 school here. We got the American Conference. And you've got some good teams in the American Conference. But a little surprising of a loss there. Actually, since we're on the subject, I want to go to that Houston game real quick. All right, I'm trying to find where ECU was, so give me one second. So you talk for a bit. Yeah, they're 169. There is no way that they don't jump into the 150s at this point. But, yeah, let's yeah. jump into that Houston game. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, I mean, ECU, I, I think at that point, is on the borderline 130s if you have a top five win. Um, yeah, but they are only seven. And that's true. Well, they're eight and six by this, but you got. My bad, my bad, eight and six. I forgot. Yeah, about so you the got win. an 82 but... 73 win at home. Impressive against a top ten, uh, 10 team, even though it was at home. But you can't really say you have a home court advantage other than traveling, right? Because, you know, there's no right. fans pretty much. You know, I think it's funny. Though. What? They had seven total players score a basket. but the, Or like get points in general. And five of those players got double digits, including Mr. Jaden Garner, who finished with 21 
points and 15 boards. I mean, if you can really share the wealth like that and get all these people in the double digits, you're going to win games. Let's take a look at some Houston stats. I'll pull these up. Uh, you got 25 points for Dijon Giroux. Uh Justin Gorham had 11, but other than that, you got a 17 there. You see a lot of sevens and twos, sixes and threes. Yeah. Yeah. Quentin needs to step it up, seven and seven. Like, that's good, but, like, he needs to really pick it up. He shot two for ten from the field. Yeah, but you got 21-4, 10, 17, 14, 13, uh, and the rest are zero and three. That's pretty good. Like, I, I know you see a lot of zeros and threes, but those are probably bench players that don't play that much. And to get 82 points against a top five team, again, is really good. Right. All right. You know what I thought was interesting? Because I don't want to hop into the recruit. Oh, yeah. Really. I want to do that at the end. I want to review some past games from today, and then we're going to keep moving even more past. But I want to talk about – there's three upsets today. That was one of them. South Carolina beat Florida, number 22 Florida. So let's just talk about that. Who went off for South Carolina? Mr. A.J. Lawson with 22. Florida's best guy. You got to go with Trey Mann. 17 points, eight boards. But, like, they really – they got to pick it up. Yeah, it, but it also shows you how strong the SEC is. And, you know, with these Power 5 uh, conference games that you need to be on your A game every day, uh, every day or else you'll lose. I mean, you, ha- you have even teams at the bottom that can probably get a win every once in a while for the SEC. So, you know, Florida's got to step it up. Not a great loss to South Carolina. Pack it up. Move on. Yep. Uh, another game, number 16, Virginia Tech dropping to unranked Pittsburgh. Uh, the big thing in this was Pittsburgh's guard forward, Nike Sibande, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, got injured, I believe, eight minutes into the game. So then they played Xavier Johnson a lot more. By a lot, I mean as a sixth man, he got 36 minutes. In those 36 minutes, he totaled 32 points, five rebounds, and seven assists. Overall, like typically their best player is Justin Champagne, but he barely got double digits. He got 10 points, 13 boards. He loves to rack up double doubles. But if it weren't for Xavier Johnson, Pittsburgh would not Mm -hmm. have won this game. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't really let a backup do that much on you. I mean, we saw that with like in the NBA with Malik Monk, right? I mean, he went off and what did they do? They won the game. So, again, what what you don't want to see anyone injured, but when they're handicapped like that without a starting guard, you can't really you, you can't play like that. Unacceptable. It really is. Although Virginia Tech did have one player named Kiwi Aluma with a thirty bomb and ten boards. You you love to see it when like players step up for their team, but they just gotta have people that step up around them. Uh, they have their guard Wabisa Bede. Uh. 0 for 5 from the field. Truthfully, you got to make your shots, bud. Like, And then I believe his name is something, Keturr, Hunter Keturr. Mm-hmm. He shot 4 for 10. You got to make your shots. If you don't make your shots, you're not going to win games. It's that simple. Any other games that you liked today, or do you want to move in for uh, I, I mean, you're the expert in this one, so if you have any more games, uh, feel free to shoot them to me. Uh, I know we both have talked about St. Louis a lot. They lost today, 82 to LaSalle. 
LaSalle, man. So they lost to LaSalle. I mean, LaSalle is one of the weaker teams, in my opinion, in the Atlantic 10. So that, that to me, is an unacceptable loss. I mean, we, we've seen LaSalle get bullied around for the past few years in the Big Five, and we've definitely seen LaSalle get bullied this year. I mean, they're working with the new coach, Ashley Howard, but uh, it hasn't been working so far in Philadelphia. Good win for LaSalle, though. That is a huge confidence booster if you beat a top 25 team. I'm shocked that LaSalle actually beat a top 25 team. I really am. St. Louis wasn't in the top 25. I thought they were last time I checked, but still, like, just outside the top 25, like, if you beat someone from, like, 25 up to, like, 85, I'm impressed. Yeah. Another game that I want to check out, this one was from yesterday, I believe. Baylor and Texas, number two versus number six. Mm -hmm. Should be a close game, right? 83-69. Baylor's so dominant, aren't they? Baylor is undefeated. You got Mr. Davion Mitchell with 27 and Jared Butler with 21. As for Texas, no one really impressed. I mean, Andrew Jones did have 25, so very good on him. He shot the ball very well. But I want to see Greg Brown. Like, come on, you're the star freshman. Do something. Yeah, I mean, Baylor's so dominant, are they? I mean, I don't think they're moving out of the top three all year. They just look so good on paper, and, and they show it on the court too. And then there's one more game I want to talk about from yesterday. And if you want to move into any other games, for sure. I just want to talk about that Iowa-Michigan State mm-hmm. before we preview any games. Iowa won, number eight, Iowa, 84-78. Let's go over Michigan State stats. Aaron Henry, 24-9. Langford with 15. Rocket Watts with eight points off the bench. Joey Hauser with 10 yep. and 9. Luca Garza obviously does Luca Garza things, 27 and 12. Thing I want to talk about here Iowa is such an offensive team, but at the same time, they did lose to Baylor earlier. Gonzaga, or yeah. Gonzaga, I forget which one. We have seen that they cannot play defense for this entire year. That is going to kill them. I don't see them going out of the second round. I really don't. I don't see. Being honest, I could see him get out of the second I mean, round depending on who they play. If they play a team where the tallest guy's six nine, then Luca Garza should right. easily be able to kill him. But it really depends. If they get stuck against guys that have seven foot depth that actually can play defense and can score back on them, yeah, Iowa they need screwed it. over. I like good win, congratulations, Iowa. But if you really let these guys score, then you, like, come on, Michigan State's not a good team this year. 78 points to them, it's not a good thing. Yeah, no, defense is the best offense, in my opinion. And when it comes tournament time, it's just a whole different ball game. You know, if you're Iowa, you you need probably a top four seed, and you're, and you're hoping for an upset because at least that boosts you into uh, maybe the third round if you get an upset and win your first game. Otherwise, I don't see him getting out of the second or third round. I really don't. I don't think they're that great. Do you want to move right. into recruiting? Uh, I want to preview some games first. Actually, speaking of Iowa, they're going up against Ohio State tomorrow. Uh, this isn't getting out till Friday, so we're not going to go over this too much. But I'm just going to say mm-hmm. I think Ohio State should win it. 
And then, do you want to go? Yeah, let me just games? pull this up real quick. Yeah, I only see. I only see two important ones. That's George Mason, Dayton, and Maryland, Penn State. So I think we should just move. Uh, yeah, let me just get this up real quick. Yeah, so let's take a look at some games here. Uh, on Saturday, February 6th, we got Alabama-Missouri. It's a pretty good game there. Uh, I think Alabama. I think they're a really strong team. I think they'll pull up the upside on the road. It's not even an upset, is it? Oh, is yeah, Alabama's not an upset, just upset. a, you know, a win. <laughs> uh, you got a lot of good games here you got. Uh, this doesn't look like a good game, but it, it can be. I mean, Virginia Tech, Miami. I mean, Miami just upset Duke at home, and they're back at the Watsco Center on Saturday to face the Hokies. They, they, they look hot right now. They could get another win. Uh, Kansas, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Illinois. Uh, yeah, a lot of these games look really good. Uh, Creighton, Marquette. I'm excited for the Texas-Oklahoma State game. You got Cade Cunningham going against a high-ranked Texas team. Do you think Cade can slice them open and be able to get to I mean, the you got to be number six for a reason, right? So if they can't prove that, yeah, sure. But until I see evidence otherwise, nah. I think Texas has this pretty handy. All right, let's move Super Bowl Sunday games. Uh, Any interesting? Not really. Well, there is one, Drake and Valparaiso. That's pretty good. Uh, Valparaiso could pull up the upset there. Um, Georgetown Villanova should have been good, but Pat, uh, but Ewing is not leading this team too well right now. They look like one of the worst teams in the Big East. Villanova should have that. Iowa should have Indiana. Not Nothing really interesting there. Yeah, I'm just looking ahead at the next three games before, like, Monday, Tuesday. And I'm not seeing too much interesting. I don't know about you. I'm saying Arkansas, Kentucky. I think Arkansas takes that one. Then you got Texas Tech going against West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, Tuesday yeah, doesn't look that Tech interesting. Tech. But we're taking a look at yeah. Wednesday. You got Baylor, Oklahoma. You got Rutgers, Iowa. A rematch of there uh, at, from the rack. That looks like a good game. Northern Iowa Drake. Northern Iowa always looks like they upset teams in the tournament. Uh, they always upset the big, powerful teams. So take a look at Northern Iowa, uh, Florida, Tennessee. But that's about it. Yeah. What happened to recruiting right now? So let's move on to. Uh, you want to move on to recruiting? Yeah. I'm thinking we start with Cali and then go to Massachusetts. What do you think? Yes, I got a quick review really quickly for the top five in Cali. First off, you got Jemai Mashak. He's committed to Tennessee. He's a small forward, 6'5". You got Reese Dixon Waters, a shooting guard, who is also 6'5", committed to USC. And then you got... Uh, Israel Silva, who is a six foot three point guard, committed to Stanford. Then you got Nathan Biddle, who is a six eleven center, committed to Oregon. And then you got a six seven small forward, Peyton Watson, who's committed to UCLA. 
All right. Ben, I think I'm having some technical issues, so I'll just dive right into my top three players that I'm actually very intrigued by. First off, All right, so that's going to probably be it for Creating Madness this week. Um, Thank you to Ethan for uh, hopping on, my co-host. And uh, I wanted to say thank you to Connor Enright for hopping on with us today. Uh, Until next time, uh, before we go, uh, support Unwrapped Sports and all of their partner podcasts as well. Uh, Support their Patreon, which only $1 a month. Uh, Just to be a fan, $5 to be added to a chat and $10 to be added to the chat and also with some cool exclusive prizes. So we will talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye, guys.